Hello, welcome back to Tea with Claudia and B. This is Claudia, not B. And this is B, not Claudia. And we are back with a Pride and Prejudice episode because it is February after all, and Valentine's Day, when this comes out, Valentine's Day will be passed, but Valentine's (laughs) Day is in the air. Mm, Yeah, I don't know if you guys know about this holiday. It's a little controversial. It's a big deal. There's a lot of red and pink in the stores right now, so... Yes. It's pretty it big. Is. We love it. It is. But I, I mean, I, I haven't really ever had a problem with Valentine's Day, but I think Valentine's me Day neither. is not a problem with me. <laughs> How rude. Valentine, get it together. I know. Like, I got sent fl- flowers um, from a guy, not on Valentine's Day, but like Valentine's Day week, and then two days later was like, oh, the Holy Spirit's leading me in a different direction, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, couldn't the Holy Spirit have let you know a little sooner? Also, hate that. Hate or, that excuse. Hate yeah, that. Yeah, or just, like, not send me flowers if you knew you were going to end it. Yeah, but also, I find it extra rude to be like, the Holy Spirit has told me to break up with you. Because then, it's not just you were broken up with. It's, wow, the Holy Spirit's got a problem with me? Like, that's a double whammy. And I think very inappropriate. <laughs> so... They want him. But also, like, there's so many people to love in your life. Even if you don't have a romantical situation on Valentine's Day, like, you know, you have Mm -hmm. friends or roommates or siblings or nieces and nephews that you could be like, love you so much. Here you go. You know? I think that's important. Okay. I love two things about what you said there. I love that you say romantical. I just think that is so cute. (laughs) And then I love that you said, like, did it like an Alexis Rose. Like, oh, he doesn't love you. I love him. Like, and she did like the Alexis Rose hands. Ew, David. (laughs) I really did. Didn't realize I was doing that. Yeah. Mm, Nom nom for us, David. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which I do. I do her hands all the time, like constantly, Mm -hmm. like everywhere. So. Yeah. I love Alexis Rose. I love her so much. So I know, thank I you. I love her. She's amazing. Okay, she so is. let's like just jump right in. Let's like go yeah. deep first into the pond that Darcy jumps in. Oh, let's oh. jump in fully clothed <laughs> and let that cotton just stick to us. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my okay. gosh. Okay. So, I mean, clearly we're going to have so much to talk about with this one. So, girl, what do we do first? Okay. So, let's start with the uh, the author, Jane Austen. Um, I want to talk about, like, some publishing history. Um, I got a really great article from Jansa. Um, and, yeah, just kind of talking about Pride and Prejudice. So, Pride and Prejudice was written October 1796 through August ni- uh, 1797. And it was published January 28th, 1813, which is why, like you saw on Instagram on January 28th, all of the Pride and Prejudice uh, shebangs that were going on. So Pride and Prejudice is one of the mm-hmm. most popular novels in the English language over 200 years after its publication. It continues to win the hearts and minds of readers around the world thanks to its delightful heroine, unforgettable cast of comic characters, witty dialogue, and satisfying romantic plot. So, uh, what I really love is hearing about Jane Austen's family. I just think it's really interesting because Mm -hmm. I really enjoy thinking about how she 
was inspired by some of them. I think it's interesting that she has a Jane Bennett in this one because it's her uh-huh. name is Jane. But I always yeah. thought it was interesting that she never named a character after her sister. I don't know if it was because it was like too personal. Yeah, that's or... a good point. And I, as yeah. far as I know, there weren't even any like early drafts of any Cassandras or anything like that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, her name is um, Cassandra, Jane's sister. So, um, but yeah, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about his, um, her, sorry, her (laughs) father. So according to family tradition, Jane Austen began writing first impressions. The novel we know today is Pride and Prejudice in October 1796 at the age of 20. Can you imagine? Like, wow. She completed it in August 1797, just 10 months later. Believing his daughter's work worthy of publication, the Reverend George Austin wrote a query letter on October 1st, 1797 to London publisher Cadell and Davies, offering to send a manuscript comprised in three novels about the length of Miss Bernie's Evelina, if there were any interest in publishing it. I don't know why I said that. That was stupid. Um, (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Oh, well. Austin's offer was, however, rejected by return mail. So she continued to write. So then that's when she went into Sense of Sensibility. Um, And also she did write Northanger Abbey. So that was written first but published last. Um, I wonder if that... Sorry, I wonder if that author or that um, publication company, if they ever, like, made the connection of who they turned down. Because I, I had read somewhere that... The editor didn't even, like, read the manuscript. He was just like, meh, and sent it back. Oh, wow, really? How embarrassing would that be later if you made that connection of, like, I could have been the one to publish this? I know. Awful. Awful. I know. Um, Okay, so encouraged by the publication of Sensibility in 1811, Austin... Uh, lopped and cropped and significantly revised the manuscript of First Impressions in 1811 to 1812, changing the title to Pride and Prejudice to avoid uh, duplicating the title of another author published in 1800, which I think I really do believe, like, rejection is the Lord's protection. So, mm-hmm. like, he rejected that um, that name that she had for another yeah. name. But I just think... Pride and Prejudice is, like, such a good name instead yeah. of First Impressions, you know? I just think it, I like, li- I really do. works. Yeah, I, I like the name First Impressions because I because we know the story of Pride and Prejudice and how fitting mm-hmm. that is. But Pride mm-hmm. and Prejudice is solid. It's, it is better. It's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely is. It definitely is. Okay, so Jane Austen, he offered... Okay, so Thomas Edgerton, um, after that success, offered 110, I think... The little, like, squiggly line thing is, like, a pound, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Need to ask, you know, my British friend. Um, <laughs> more on that later. Your British uh, correspondent. <laughs> yes, my British correspondent on the WhatsApp. Um, for the copyright to Pride and Prejudice. In return, he would pay for printing and advertise um, advertising the novel himself and keep the profits relieving the author and her brother, Henry, from the um, uno, onos managing the publication process. Austin agreed to the arrangement. The novel was announced for sale 
and an ad in the Morning Chronicle on January 28, 1813. A three-volume set, pricing at 18 shillings. The title page credited, credited the novel to the author of Sense and Sensibility. And it was so well-received that Edgerton printed a second edition in the fall of 1813 and a third edition in 1817. And I'm sad, but the publisher made more money on Pride and Prejudice than the author did. Mm, Even so, yeah. the release of her second novel was a joyful event for the 37-year-old author. Favorable reviews by literary critics and word-of-mouth promotion made Pride and Prejudice fashionable, and the first edition sold out in less than a year. From the beginning, enthusiasm for Pride and Prejudice centered on its realism and wit. The critical review described it as very superior to any novel we have lately met with in the delineation of domestic scenes. Its natural portrayal of characters, scenes, and dialogue set it apart from other works, including Gothic novels that were popular at the time. Critics and readers alike were also charmed by the heroine Elizabeth Bennet. In a letter to her sister Cassandra, written the day after the novel was published, Jane Austen's pride in her accomplishment is evident. I must confess that I think her, Elizabeth, as delightful a creature as ever appeared in print. And how I shall be able to tolerate those who don't like her, at least, I do not know. A week later, she admitted to being quite vain and well-satisfied enough overall with the book. And over 200 uh -huh. years later, we are also well-satisfied with Pride and Prejudice, and Elizabeth is considered by millions of readers to be one of the most delightful heroines in fiction. I love that so much. Yes, I know. It's a great little article. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It just makes my heart happy. I know, there really so, is something magical about this one. I sometimes get a little annoyed with how everyone's so obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, but they don't always give the dues and the attention to her other novels. But gosh, Pride and Prejudice is just really good. <laughs> it is. It is. I think, like, having the dynamic with, like, the big family is, like, really good, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something funny about a mom who's like trying to marry off her daughters and a grumbling husband. And, you know, I just think it's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of like classic archetypes in there. Mm -hmm. There are. Mm -hmm. So this is a great segue. So like, what do you think like makes Pride and Prejudice like the most like obsessed book oh, that people gosh. are obsessed with? Like, what is it about That's, it? I mean, I, I personally think that there's like several elements in Pride and Prejudice that come together and have kind of created like, she got several favorites, and I don't know if she did this on purpose or if this is something that kind of she stumbled upon of being like, oh, these are obsessive things. But there's, like, certain romance tropes that you find in Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. right? Like, you have, like, the enemies to lovers situation that they, that Lizzie did not like Darcy. And Darcy wasn't really nice to her, you know? Like, he, mm -hmm. like, like, everyone always talks about, oh, I want a Darcy. But, like, Darcy was rude. He was straight up rude. He snubbed her. He was not pleasant. So that's, like, definitely enemies to lovers. And then there's, like, um, this, the, the sunshine and grumpy kind of dynamic. You know, like, he would be the grumpy. Mm -hmm. And she, Lizzie is just, like, she always chose to laugh. She, she wasn't deterred by a lot of things. And I think those dynamics were really strong. Those are ones that a lot of female readers are drawn to. And then you have like the side stories of it as well. You have really strong characters in it 
of Jane and and Bingley and how freaking cute they are. You have, like, the mm-hmm. opposition of other people trying to keep Lizzie and Darcy apart. So that's, like, an extra tension of, like, you want them to get together because the world's against them, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, like, the bad guy who's kind of trying to come in and steal her and Darcy, like, wants to protect her. I just think there's so many elements that happen in this story that kind of mm-hmm. make a little female heart go pitter-patter and be like, oh, that's kind of sweet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think this one's really dynamic. There's a lot of great um, story plots that she has in all her other books, but this one has, like, a lot of really good elements. Mm-hmm. What about you? It what does. do you think? Um, I really I think it's, like, the family dynamic is big. I think having... There's always something that, like, people at least stories and period stories like this where it's like, oh, we don't have any sons. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, that kind of uh-huh. is just, like, because that was so, like, desperate, like, back then. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a yeah. story that has that line is going to do well. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think having, you know, two rich men and then, like, like seeing them couple up, like, it's just so fun and... Yeah. I I love that, you know. And then Mr. Uh and Mrs. Bennett, like, just their banter is just so hysterical. Um, Yeah. You know, it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. But, I mean, I will say, like, Mrs. Bennett did have it really rough because, like, Mr. Bennett, like, spent all of their money on stupid things, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think that's the, um, that's one that, as I've gotten older, like, Mr. Bennett has fallen from grace for me a little bit. You see him as, like, mm-hmm. this amusing character, like, this long-suffering, he's so patient with his wife, like, all this stuff, and then later, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, he kind of put his family in a bad position, and he wasn't supportive of his wife. He was actually really dismissive, and that probably made her act more crazy to get attention, mm-hmm. and then his daughters are, like, running amok, and he's not even paying attention. Like, Lizzie goes to him, and she's like, dad you need to get Lydia under control and he just ignores her and that causes the whole Wickham kerfuffle you know like he's he's actually not a great dad he's not a great father figure but but he is he is charming (laughs) yes well and him and Lizzie get along really well yeah that's a sweet Um, element of the book actually I like that yeah I really like that I think that Mm -hmm. they have their the same sense of humor you know yeah Uh Uh-huh. They do. Well, and like you were saying, the idea of the big family, like you have a lot of um, quirky, interesting, funny characters that are thrown in to spice things up and to make it, um, you know, more comical than it would be because you have all these different people to be able to juggle through. And I think think you're totally right that that makes it more relatable and more entertaining for people. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. It does. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about the 1995. <laughs> oh, the best. The uh, best. It is the I best. Mean, yeah, yeah, it is. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's listen, just, it follows. Where the do book we even so start, well. Claudia? Where it do we start? Just, <laughs> I know, I know. It just, it, I don't know. Like, it follows the book so well. It. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just was cast really well. It's just very period appropriate. I just all the things. I just love it all. Yeah. Okay, so I think one of my favorite, well, the two things that I love the most is that it, they're both in the same vein of thinking, I guess. It it just pays such 
respect to Jane. Like, they mm-hmm. take the book and they they use it. Like, the dialogue in it is almost perfectly matched up to the book. Um, they take the plot and, and it's very accurate in timeline and how it unfolds. You know, all these things. So, it's, it's like you're watching the book, which is just every book lover's dream, right? Yes. And then they were very accurate with the historical features of it. Like, they had everyone wear... Um, complete perfect like replication of clothing back in the day all of the uh female actors they had to let their eyebrows grow in naturally so that they could groom them to look like the styles that they had um without Mm -hmm. it being like a lot of makeup and a lot of extra things and everything and and I just feel like the detail that they put into that really paid off a lot you know yes yes it, it did. It really did. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just like each Bennett sister, I just think is so well cast. Oh, totally. They were magic. Like They, they got the yeah. best people. They did. And like that, I've never seen a better Lydia than that Lydia. I just have never been able Agreed. to like... I mean, she's she makes, perfect. She is. She makes it... She makes her endearing when Lydia needs to be endearing and annoying when she needs to be and you like feel for her you kind of see like the naive girl that mm-hmm. genuinely thinks she has had like the best luck of her life you know mm-hmm. and I feel like the other Lydia's are not as easy to enjoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I think they just do the annoying part but it's like you love to hate her you know what I mean uh-huh yeah you love to hate her it's yeah but so. she, yeah, but she also genuinely is cute and, like, kitty. She's just so, like, aloof and, and kind of annoying. And then she's also, like, really sweet. And you're like, oh, she's just trying to, like, make her way. And and Mary, like, oh, they're all just so good. Yeah. They really humanize so them good. well. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really love, um, it's a small thing, but, like, Mr. Collins, when he eats, he, like, the way he breathes is just so hysterical. <laughs> and he's just so, like, I just can't. Uh. It's like, like yeah. it's just like it's so funny just perfect so I really just recommend this one it's a six episode yeah situation yes. um, it's and so it's good. about 45 minutes an episode right mm-hmm. yeah so I mean you know take like a couple days to watch it or not <laughs> yeah or like a whole day like go for it you guys are dedicated I believe yes. in you yes mm-hmm. I believe and there's some you. great Oh, we do, we do. And and there's, you'll have, like, amazing people you recognize in it. Like, there's some really, really talented, famous, famous people that, you know, at the time this was made, they were growing in fame, and now they're just to have taken over. But, um, yeah, you definitely recognize a lot of big names the, in it. Yes, and the best scene is, like, and it's, and I love it because it's not, okay, so I'm just going to, the scene I'm talking about is when Colin Firth, like, jumps into the lake. So it's the not lake scene. No. Yes, it's perfect because like he obviously looks really attractive, like all wet and stuff, you know. And then, <laughs> but it's great because he, it's it's very like Austin esque, where it's not too scandalous, and Mr. Yeah. Darcy is like super embarrassed that like Elizabeth Bennett saw him in that state, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Good point, Claudia. They keep things proper. The hair is up where it ought to be. Nobody goes into anyone's bedchamber. It no. is so appropriate and accurate, and still so much tension and romance. It's yes, amazing. It's amazing. And I love the bath scene. 
because it's like yeah. not, but it's not too revealing. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, no, everything's very appropriate, but it, yeah. And I'm not like saying sweet. I'm saying like seeing a butt is like nice sometimes, but <laughs> go like, on. Like, I know, but, <laughs> but like let's not. Yeah, like let's yeah. No, it doesn't sexualize anyone. It just, mm-hmm. like, that scene is kind of just showing a day in and day out moment. And mm-hmm. maybe, and, and I, I feel like it's a nice way of showing kind of, like, Darcy's guard is down, you know? He's just mm-hmm. at ease with himself. And, and you see him kind of, like, looking out the window at Elizabeth. And you just, like, see his thoughts more. Like, he's unguarded, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's set up in that so. scene, but it's but it's poetic and it's poignant and it's beautiful and yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good. It is so good. It's our favorite. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Hope that you enjoyed uh, us just bantering about Pride and Prejudice. Follow us mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook, and we'll catch you at the next one. Happy yeah, belated Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. Um, maybe watch Pride and Prejudice for Valentine's or watch yeah. it after. Anyway, get those fun. six episodes in your life. Yes, very much so. <laughs> All right. Have Bye. a good one, guys. Bye. To the new Mr. and Mrs. Darcy, congratulations to you both. Your marriage took us all by surprise and delight. Not that you don't make a lovely pair, it's just that I was thoroughly convinced that you didn't like each other. I guess appearances can be deceiving. I'm only kidding, of course. I know your story very well, and it is easy to see how the two of you are a perfect match. Despite your differences, you complement and you balance each other in a practical, intricate, sweet way that just carries so many layers to it. It's probably the most endearing thing I've ever seen. Heaven knows I dislike jumping on any trendy bandwagon whatsoever, but in the case of your love story, I really can't help myself. I adore you both, and I adore how you two are together even more if that's possible. Also, I adore the lake scene, just so you know. Wishing you heaps and heaps of happiness in your future marriage. <sighs> love, Bee.